I'm Jason Thomas. Welcome to the Hardway MBA, where we empower ambitious corporate professionals. That's you, right? With real world business knowledge. We interview business leaders who are gracious enough to share their strategic insights and tactical activities to improve your business and career. If you enjoy these interviews, please spread the word because nothing says thank you as well as a referral to your friends and colleagues. Now let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, folks. Jason Thomas with the Hardway MBA. Uh, super excited to do something a little bit new with you today. We've got uh, a couple episodes on tap with David Chapman. Uh, David and I both work at Proficient, and uh, David runs our change management team. I'm going to let him introduce himself uh, in, in a moment here, but very excited about the new format. I'd like to get your feedback on it, so know in advance that I'm asking you for uh, for your feedback. Uh, shoot me a note over at jason at hardwaymba.com. David, in a, in a sentence or two, who are you? What do you do? Hey, Jason, and thanks for having me. It's great to be here today. Uh, I run, as you mentioned, our organizational change management group within the company. And when we are thinking about organizational change management, we're thinking about people. Uh, Proficient does a lot of technology uh, and process implementations, and each one of those has a people impact. My role at Proficient is to make sure that the people are ready, willing, and able to accept whatever change is coming uh, and that we're as productive as possible uh, as quickly after go live as possible. So, David, when we talk about change management, uh, you know, a lot of folks see that as Maybe a little bit, a little bit of soft or management consulting. Hard to put a tangible ROI on it. Can you, first of all, kind of you in your intro, you talked a little bit about what change management is, but can you dive into that a little bit deeper for us, just so folks that are just becoming familiar with that term kind of have some context? Yeah, sure, Jason. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question, and, and frankly, it's one I get all of the time uh, from our clients, and even even internally within Proficient. Yeah. When we think about projects, particularly with technology implementations, um, we're all about getting the technology right. Um, our, our project teams, our clients want systems that go in place with as few defects, ideally zero, as possible. Um, unfortunately, that in and of itself does not define success. Um, our projects are really to enable the, the business processes, and, and the other enabler there are the people. So if we put a great system in and the people aren't ready for it, the people don't know how to use it, they don't know what they're supposed to do, um, they're extremely clumsy with their um, proficiency when we go live, uh, it has an impact on our business. Um, we're slower, we, we add more defects uh, to what we're doing, more errors, we have to fix them, it takes a lot more time. Uh, at the end of the day, we're not getting the benefit from the system that we wanted to do, or at least not for a while until our uh, our people get ready for or are able to accommodate the new system or the new process we're putting in place. So change management is all about ensuring that our people are ready, that they're ready, willing, and able to function effectively. Uh, you mentioned ROI. Every project has an ROI. We know what we're looking to get out of the investment we make in a new system. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and we think about change management um, the question is, how does change management impact that ROI? Well, I just described briefly that if we're not efficient, we're not getting value out of the system. And, and that's another way of saying we're not getting the ROI sure. that we're looking for. 
so let me give you an example and, and talk about the ROI of change management. Because in the change management field, that's something we've really focused on over the last few years. What, um, what I'm talking about there is let's say we're investing a million dollars in a system. And let's say we're looking to get $3 million out of that system. That's our ROI year over year. Sure. Now I might ask you, what happens if we put this system in place and nobody uses it? Do you get $3 million return? The answer is probably no. So then I'm going to ask you, what percentage of that $3 million you're looking to get is dependent on people actually using the system? And, and in, the in, in this industry, the typical answer is 70 to 80%. There's usually inherent value just by having a new, new technology in place. Maybe it's lower maintenance costs. Maybe we're meeting some regula regulation that's been put in place that we have to comply with. Mm -hmm. So there's value sometimes in just having the system. But the majority of the value is in people using it. So if in this example, if $3 million uh, is our ROI on uh, the, the program, and we say, let's just make the math easy, 80% of that depends on people using the system, the ROI of the project that's dependent on change management is $2.4 million. Right. That's a pretty big number. So when we're talking about the value of change management, it is protecting that $2.4 million that otherwise is at risk if we don't get the right user buy-in and acceptance. Right. So, well, that seems like a pretty tangible uh, number, and you came to that pretty quickly. Do you get, do you get people that look at it as, you know, man, this is an overhead expense. I don't want to pay for, you know, more, more consultants uh, just talking. Uh, absolutely, because at the end of the day, you can't sell change management to, if you're a client, to your customers and get some kind of return on it, right? It's not a product that sits on the shelf that you get anything for. Right. So it also gets cut from budget. It, it's the first thing to go. Um, and, and that's why as a change management industry, because we value and we recognize how important it is, we've done a lot to be able to come up with, how can we calculate that? And yes, we do have tools that we can calculate that. So, so what I like to do with a client, if we're having this discussion is take 10 to 15 minutes and I have a methodology in a way that we can walk through that uh, that equation that I just went through very at a high level with you, we could do that with their terms, uh, right. with their numbers to get this. Make it even more tangible, so I can see how that actually plays out in my environment. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, one more question for you around this subject: if I'm if I'm the kind of person that doesn't that I prefer to take the risk, like it's okay with me to leave that risk on the table. Um, change management might not be something that I, I really want to invest in. But how many people want to risk, do you see, acknowledge this and still think, yeah, you know what, we can risk leaving 70% of the value on the table here? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know if I have a good answer for you in terms of how many customers or what percentage of customers actually do that. What I can tell you is there are statistics out there that are um, they're defendable that projects that employ a strong change management effort are six times more likely to be successful, success defined by meeting the overall objectives, scope, timeline, budget, than those that don't. So what I tell my clients is if you think you're in the minority that can be successful without change management, I would encourage you to go that route because change management, frankly, isn't always the cheapest thing, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. more people on the project, but the odds are strongly against you in that. So yeah. um, while clients do good on that, that path or companies do good on that path, 
more often they're not more often than not they're not successful. Uh, one more statistic I'll throw out at to you. IBM Global Services did a study uh, and actually back in 2008 and they backed it up a couple of years ago, uh, looking at what percentage of projects are not successful that have a significant organizational change component. Uh, and they found that two thirds of them are not successful. Two thirds of our projects aren't successful because we don't address change the right way. That's a huge number when you think about the amount of dollars we spend year over year uh, in the project world. The way to fix that is to focus on the change component, focus on our stakeholders and, and what their needs are. And when we do that, our percentage and likelihood of success skyrockets. Those are some phenomenal numbers, David. I'm looking forward to uh, furthering this conversation. Great, Jason. Thanks, me too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hardway MBA. Look us up on Twitter at Hardway MBA. Our website's hardwaymba.com. Facebook, LinkedIn, we've got groups everywhere. If you don't guess we should be talking to, please make an introduction. Nothing says thank you to me like referring this podcast to your friends. Drop a link to them. Let them know they should listen. Thank you so much.